welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, everybody. Um, Just a forewarning. This is a lead-in to the podcast that I just did. I had a whole bunch of crap go wrong with my software, and uh, my one computer kept crashing, so I ended up having to podcast from another computer. Uh, Meanwhile, two of my good buddies, Ben O'Brien, who you've heard, who you probably follow on social media because he's awesome, and my other buddy, uh, Olympic medalist, unbelievable athlete, swimmer, archery shop owner uh brendan hansen both of those guys are with me and we're talking about this big event that we're doing this weekend or next weekend in austin Uh, depending on when you're listening to this it's going to be june 2nd 3rd and 4th we're doing several events in the austin area Um, mainly we're going to do some at yeti for employees on the second then on the third we're going to be doing that evening we're going to be doing a meet and greet uh hangout cook cookout uh beverage consumption party at archery country um i don't know if they can have beverage consumption i guess you can do it in the parking lot possibly um i'll join in but either way we're gonna do that we're gonna be out that saturday um whacking some wild hogs then we're gonna come back i've got two pit masters that are gonna be coming in and cooking for you no charge people cooking hogs ribs butts whole hogs my good buddy chad ward from whiskey bet barbecues flying in to cook for all you people uh bring your equipment i'll give you advice i'll give you some free lessons i'll give you a high five uh we can take pictures Um, You can do um, amateur tattoos in the parking lot. Um, I also don't know if Brendan's insurance covers that, but either way, you can do it. And then uh, Sunday, this is the big one at the Yeti flagship store. Um, This is big. We're going to be doing two different events where I'm going to be doing some archery seminars to large groups. And Chad is going to be cooking on the Traeger some unbelievable food. Uh, Yeti's going to be providing free beverage consumptions for people. And if you sign up, if you go to the Yeti Facebook page, go to their events, and if you sign up and you show up, you're going to get a free Yeti Colster. So you're literally getting paid to come see me. And you're getting the best barbecue you're ever going to eat in your life. And you're going to get, not saying a lot, I know you're in Texas, and you're going to get... Uh, free stuff to put in your colster. So this is a big thing, dudes. And uh, I really want to give back to all my friends down in Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, New Mexico. If you're close by, bring your ride, make the drive, hang out. Let's high five. Let's uh, let's let's do some stuff for some charity. Got some charity events going on too. Thanks to my buddy Brendan. And uh, it's going to be awesome, but either way, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys jump right in to listening to me try to figure out 
uh, how to podcast from a different computer, and then a whole bunch of chaos for me and my buddies uh, live from the Yeti conference room. So hope you enjoy it. So, I mean, that's kind of how we roll. You should see it at Easter. The Easter money comes, <laughs> like a K, and it's a big deal. It, well, That's like a normal Friday for you. It is. <laughs> not Easter. Well, a normal, a normal Thursday for me is um, just now hitting the record button. So for those of you joining in, <laughs> welcome back to another Knock On Podcast. I got Ben O'Brien and uh, my good buddy, Brennan. You guys have heard both of them on the podcast before. And this has been quite the debacle. My one computer crash. So I've had to load programs, buy licenses, um, listen to these two clowns jack around in the conference room. Uh, meanwhile, I'm trying to um, drink some Angel's Envy and keep my Yeti mug quiet. And in the midst of all that, we've got some serious business to talk about on this podcast because this podcast, although I'm sure we may get into something halfway educational, uh, the reality is I'm going to be heading to Austin in one week and we need you guys to take part in some fun crap we got planned and uh that's really what this is all about is let's talk about have we figured out the schedule because good good lord we really at this point yesterday no one even knew what we were doing other than the fact we had a whole bunch of fun plans and uh i'm supposed to be teaching a bunch of people archery and we really that's all we knew so what are we doing ben <laughs> well i'll take that don't pull the curtain back people need to know that we're organized like we, I'm just wondering if we should really tell Doug what we're doing or not. Yeah, we we got all time. We've been spinning rouge. Yeah, we got it together. So don't pull the curtain back. We know exactly what we're doing every hour of every day. Um, we so no, we're, we're hoping to get you in here on Friday. I think that's the plan, or Thursday night. Um, and then Friday for for everybody, that'll be doing a little internal Yeti uh, seminar, teaching a lot of the Yeti crew um, his archery methods and getting some of our. Um, you know, folks that haven't been ordained in the archery world to jump in and learn, which is important for our company just because these guys are talking to customers um, and they're talking to sales reps and they're talking to retailers. And so we want them to have all that knock-on knowledge that I've got and Brendan has and, and other folks around here have. So that'll be good for just internally there at Yeti. But then Saturday, we got a little pig hunt planned, I believe, for uh, west of town here in west of Austin. We're going to go. Hopefully shoot a few pigs and then um, retire back to archery country here in town, Brendan's shop, and open that up for uh, some pig cooking on the trigger and some just a meet and greet where people can chat, talk bows, eat some of our uh, some of the pigs we were able to kill, um, and have a good time. Brendan, you want to talk about that at all? No, I think we're I think you guys were going to swing by on Friday though too to the shop and just yep. kind of meet with people that were coming through there so. People that are, you know, members of archery country or whatnot, you know, this, this is a, a once. In, I think it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to come in and kind of talk, just talk bows and kind of hang out and get a chance to visit with some of the leaders of the of the industry. And then um, Saturday's pig hunt is going to be pretty fun. Yeah, we got some newbies, which I'm excited about. Some people that have never shot bows before and have never killed with a bow before. And this is going to be a kind of a spot and stalk pig hunt. Um, a uh, place that uh, is is overrun with pigs, which we like, but unfortunately in Texas that's the that's the that's the situation right now. And so we're going to go in there and eradicate some pigs and get it going. So it'll be it'll be fun on Saturday. And then I'm I've never seen a Traeger at work. 
Oh, God. I'm interested to see how this goes down. There's like a whole uh, nation upon knockdown nation to see how it works. So, you know, this is Texas where barbecue is the king. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm, I mean, I mean, you talk about the whole process. We're going to kill a pig that morning and then put it on, and hopefully our people will be eating it Saturday night. So that's going to be really fun to watch that all go down. And then Sunday, we're going to go to the flagship place, the yeah. flagship store. That's the big culmination for us. You know, if you guys want to come out, if you're in in and around anywhere near Austin or want to fly in, um, I'm sure on the knock on dime, I'm sure Dudley would cover your flights. Um, yeah. Just check, just check with Shaz <laughs> <laughs> on your anniversary. <laughs> it's done. It's the day. Um, it just the flagship. If, if folks listening don't know, flagship is our kind of Yeti Museum, Yeti Event Center downtown here in, in Austin on South Congress Street, and we. Um, it's just a gathering place. There's a bar. There's a place to watch Yeti films. There's a place to get your uh, Yeti customized while you wait. It's a retail experience. There's a bunch of stuff there. Um, stage. Yeah, there's a stage for music. There is um, there's barbecue. There is a a Jim Shockey killed bear full mount. There is a flip pallet. One of our early ambassadors has his one of his uh, skiffs there with, that has a diorama of the Florida Low Country where you can see all the fish and wildlife. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's truly ridiculous. So if you haven't seen it, come see it if you're in town, but specifically on Sunday. Um, come Archery on. Country is going to be giving away two bows. Yeah, that's really the, the main, like, well, really no, I mean, yeah, we're going to do a raffle for uh, an organization here in Austin called the Kids Outdoor Zone. Uh, this takes underprivileged kids or fatherless kids Always, and takes them into the into the outdoors, and so I really uh, thought it was a great organization. Uh, Matthews and Hoyt decided to donate some bows, and so it's ten bucks for a raffle, and we're gonna pull those names that day, which is cool because if you're lucky enough, you may be able to get Doug to get you fitted and get you squared away on a brand new bow. These are their flagship bows for the year, um, so it'll be uh, it's gonna be really fun to see that go down. You can still buy tickets that day. And then I'll make sure that um, you guys all have the information through the Knock On Nation to, to buy tickets because it is going to go to a really, really good cause. Yeah, no, that's important for us too. And, and uh, the event will start. We're going to start fresh at uh, 1 o'clock Central Time. Get Dud in there. We have there the stage. We'll have a PowerPoint. He'll be able to give a one-hour seminar, one-hour clinic. Um, you can go to the Yeti Facebook page and sign up. I'm sure Dud will share the link and Archery Country will share the link. I'll share my, the link on my side. You'll be able to click on that. Uh, Dud will be doing a one-hour seminar from 1 to 2 at the flagship, and then we'll break from 2 to 4, have a few beers, have some barbecue, um, hang out, talk archery, just be you know, be in the event center. And then for folks who want to come later, Dud will give a second clinic from 4 to 5. So essentially we'll be there from lunchtime to, to you know, just about happy hour. Um, and throughout that entire time, Archer Country will be there. We'll, I'm sure I have some bows for you guys to check out. So that raffle is going to be huge. So that's that's the culmination for for everybody that's out there. I'm sure they can follow on social media our adventures on Friday and Saturday, <laughs> outside of outside of the flagship. But Friday and Saturday night, archery country, and then Sunday coming to the flagship, and that's you know that's a full knock on Austin weekend of good times. So hopefully we'll see you guys at any or all of those events. You guys need to be press managers. Have you guys done? You must have done this before. Well, yeah, it's just not something we really set out to be, is it? Yeah, no. Where we like to? I mean, it's. Let me just be clear. There's beer involved in almost all of this. You know, the best is when I text you and I said, "Hey, dude, uh, hunting Dudley, 
Traeger, what do you think? All that stuff, you know, you're like, uh, hell yeah, and then send me an emoji of an American flag. <laughs> it's like, ah, sweet, dude, this is good, we're good. Yep, that's and, it. And I think you were on top of some mountain in New Zealand. Yeah. Or something. I was in New Zealand, I just texted back, America. <laughs> I was that's, like, all right. That's hilarious. Yeah, we've got, this is going to be a really big weekend. Um, I've been excited about this, and we've been ironing it. We've been ironing out a few of the the small details, just because, obviously, as you as everyone's just heard, this is a pretty big deal. Um, we've got a lot going on. We definitely want to do um, some cool events for archery country. Um, we are going to do some hog hunting Saturday morning um, with some friends. I'm actually what we didn't mention is that. We're actually um, bringing in Chad Ward, uh, world champion pitmaster, is going to be flying in to do all of our cooking. And uh, Chad is, has uh, started doing some hunts with me, actually cooking on some of my hunts. And he, he, he called me probably a month ago and told me, he's like, dude, I got to get into to hunting because he said, I just, I've never, I've been around people that love food my entire life. And he said, but I've just never really been around people that appreciate where their food comes from like hunters do. And he said, you know, the way you guys experience all that in camp and everything else is something I really want to start to become involved with. So we're actually going to be taking Chad and Chad is a big dude. He is a pit master. And normally I think um, I think the standard weight that you have to be just to be certified is um, four bills plus. <laughs> I could be wrong, <laughs> but that might not be fair to say, but he, he's a big dude and we're going to, we're going to get him stocking some hogs. And I can tell you for as excited as this dude is, um, every day of life, there's a couple things. One get, you know, we're going to have to, to get him close enough to get a shot, but then we're also going to have to teach him outside voice, like hunting voice. Cause I don't know if you've ever heard Chad, but it literally sounds like a, like he has a megaphone hooked up to his trachea and that thing is going to come blasting out. So we're going to have to teach him outside voice and, uh, and Hey, I can tell you right now, I really am looking forward to just a low, kind of a low pressure chill, time with um i've got a lot of great friends from texas and yeah saturday night archery country we're going to be bringing in hopefully bringing in some wild hogs and chad's got a good buddy of his um also a pit master who he's actually calling a favor and bringing in who's going to be uh cooking some pulled pork butts and maybe some ribs um while we're hunting during the day getting those ready and yeah i really want to do a big give back to all the all the loyal uh, customers to archery country, but also the bow hunters in Texas. And if you're anywhere in Texas, you got to get there Saturday night. We're going to do this low key meet and greet, bring your bows. I'll, uh, you know, I'll walk around, gladly give you my opinion, do all that good stuff. And and we're going to definitely be partying, um, having some hog, having some, some beers. I'll probably have, uh, whiskey. That's my preferred. Uh, <laughs> that's my preferred Yeti thing. I know Chad will be having whiskey. Um, you know, people were wondering that. Like, yeah. what, what, what's that going to be drinking during this whole thing? Yeah, that's really why they're listening. They want to know what is in that cup right now. And yeah, it's whiskey. Um, and then 
I think <laughs> Brennan did Brennan, didn't you say people could um could bring their campers and camp in the parking lot so that they can then come to the Sunday <laughs> event too? <laughs> this is getting out of control. I mean I'm not gonna say no, but it probably could happen, man. We'll turn it into a Garth Brooks concert. I was thinking we should nickname this sucker Huntapalooza. <laughs> it's gonna feel like that. I, probably, uh, I I am in marketing. I should probably have figured that out by now. <laughs> yeah. yep. Let me throw this out there. Uh, now that I, we're getting rolling on this stuff, um, when you we'll share that link out for the flagship, the Yeti flagship event. But sign up for that, RSVP for that, and uh, everybody that RSVPs for one of the two sessions will get them a Yeti Colster uh, on the house. Oh just God! For showing up and. Uh, as in true Yeti fashion, there's a, uh, a full bar at at the flagship, so you get a Colster and get a beer in there for you, or a, or a soda, whatever that, you want. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. If you go to the Yeti Facebook page, um, you can go into the events, and you need to you need to just sign up. And yeah, heck yeah, you're too. So make sure you do. Um, they still haven't changed the picture. I got to share this thing so people can sign in with the with the events page. But they they didn't use my official picture. There's a guy shooting a wrist strap release. At least his draw length looks pretty good. Um, but but yeah, I'm signed up we'll right away this right away this morning. Um, it said uh, Ben O'Brien and John Dudley are going. So, yep. That's so, it. It's me and you. Yeah. <laughs> We've got 13 going. In I'm still on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We've already got 13 going and 24 interested, and we just made the page about an hour and a half ago. So yeah. So, so far, you need so far, to, that's good. Like need, I said, we're totally organized over here. <laughs> and we do have. There is. Isn't there? Is there a limitation to how many people we're going to have food for? There is. Um, we should be able to fit. You know, a, a good 150 people. Split that in between two sessions, and we should be good. So, oh yeah, that's you know that's that's a good number of folks. We'll have seating for probably about uh, about that many for each clinic, but you can certainly stand up and hang out. And if you stumble in during one of the clinics, that's okay too. Just come hang out and um, let us know you're there, and we'll try to get your free colster as you come in. But it'll be it'll be open to the public, so it won't be closed. You can come come hang out any time during those five hours. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Well. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to kind of everything leading up to it because I guess just to touch base on a few things, um, the knock on website is actually going good. I didn't launch the beta version, which was, um, a last minute choice of mine, but I will say we're doing really good for the, what I had hoped to be the initial full launch date. But um, one thing I want to say is uh, Brennan's actually got a really sweet uh, facility there in Austin that is really in a league of its own, what you've built for people to come in, uh, mainly on the swimming side, correct? But, um, you know, this is... did I had heard... Did you actually buy the Beijing pool and bring that sucker back to Austin? No, I think Phelps did. But, um, <laughs> no, I bought this same identical pool. Um, and so it looks just it looks, it's identical to the Beijing pool. Uh, it's probably one of the fastest in the country. And, um, and then we have a whole fitness facility attached to it. And, 
you know, we work with a lot of athletes. We actually worked with Ben before he left on one of his trips. And um, where did you go? Nepal. He went to Nepal, and he was like, hey, it was like three weeks out. And he's like, hey, man, I need to get ready for this trip. And, <laughs> you know, so we, we kind of we took on the, the kind of um, mobility kind of uh, approach to make sure that he was going to go on this trip, make sure he wasn't going to get hurt and be successful. And I think some of the exercises that we did with him and stuff really, really helped him get where he was. And, you know, I think there's a lot of this out there for the for the what I like about it is that a lot of bow hunters in general are just being proactive in the total process. That's what yeah. I like about it. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's one way to skin a cat. So by no means am I going to sit here and tell you that I got the special sauce. But we definitely are um, just trying to help educate people on ways to be successful when they go into the, you know, go into the archery woods. Yeah, no, and, and for me, having you get in those mountain hunts or you get in the, you know, even in the States here, you certainly don't have to go to Nepal to, to train, but um, in the States here, you know, Western elk hunts, you're talking about, you know, anytime you're doing inclines and declines, using your you know, using your two legs, I mean, having that flexibility and mobility and knowing how to wear a pack and knowing what muscles you need to maneuver around with some heavy stuff on your back. Is is ridiculously important, as I found out in the short three weeks. <laughs> we walked down, Dudley. We walked down the steps to come down here, and dude, he looks like a baby giraffe. Walking down the steps. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my gosh. Let's be completely clear. I just got back from New Zealand like yesterday, and we did some gnarly hiking over there. So I probably pretty just, much like I think the whole time I was going, I was going up. Yeah, either straight up or straight down. Straight down being the more challenging. Where you know having 150 pounds of, of gear and a dead bull tar on your back can um, can do wonders for your knee. <laughs> How was the tar? How did it taste? I've been meaning to ask you. Tar tastes awesome, man. It's They were, you know, in the the tail end of the rut where we were, so there was a little bit of, you know, that little... That can you compare it to something in the States? What were we comparing it to? Somewhere in, in between... Venison and beef. I mean, it wasn't quite. I mean, it's it's as lean as as venison. Um, it just doesn't quite have that same wild taste. Um, but we were. I mean, what we ate over there literally was pull the back straps out of the animal and eat it the next day. So I'm actually tonight planning to have take it on, put it on the Traeger, and actually do it upright. You know, it's, it's brining right now, and the back straps are brining right now for my tar. And I got a few rock lobsters from over there too. So that's oh, a nice dinner. Surfing Yeah. Shame you didn't save that for next week. I know. Oh, it's very rude. So I'm very selfish. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Now that's uh, over there on the coast. You can hunt, you know, kill a shammy or kill a tar, and then pop down and go check out some. They call them crayfish over there, which which is confusing for me. But then you pull it up and it's just like ten pound rock lobster. Like that's kind of my bug, dude. <laughs> Uh, no, that that place is amazing. That was a good hunt. But swinging it back to the original topic, it, oh, you're doing that stuff. We were, I mean, we were 3,500 feet up and down, and the down part is just as important to understand how your footing affects your knees and your joints and your muscles and your calves. Um, the you know, stuff Adam Greentree was putting on the was, was just insane. He was just like literally filming the ground and yeah. just showing that tundra. And when I was just like. Dude. <laughs> well, it's like if you think about the fitness part and stuff you do over there, Brennan, like you think about that critically. When you're hiking, and especially in that country, it goes from beechwood forest, which is like down trees and moss and like soft ground, to tussock flats, which is like high grass that you're crashing through and like frozen ground. Then you get up to where the tar live and it's like shale rock cliffs. 
So you have three different terrains that you got to use different muscles and different. You're walking in different ways in all three of them. So it's. I mean, now you're gonna go do stuff like that. You gotta. Your muscles need to understand what they can and can't do. You almost need like slow twitch muscles at that point. You know, it's just I, slow and steady at that point, especially at that altitude. I bet. Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> I, I'm. I've got the giraffe twitch muscle. <laughs> You're a slow twitch kind of guy. I know. I know. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. On the original subject, um, one of the things I'm going to do while I'm there is Brennan and I are actually going to um, we're going to film some mobility and fitness related videos for. Um, the new web platform and we're going to do our plan is to do 12 um, and obviously these are coming from an olympic um you're what are you you're you're pretty much a legend you're an olympic <laughs> legend is what you are translation he has no idea yeah uh, no i was I, I guess i don't know i've been in three olympics so with a bunch of medals that are around my neck apparently right now yeah, no no underwear around your neck. That's how he walks around. So if you're coming to Archery Country Saturday night, yeah, definitely uh, just be prepared. He's uh, slinging, <laughs> slinging medals, and that's about it. Yeah, he... But yeah, look for the guy with the medals on. Huh? It he makes goes. a good coaster when you're drinking whiskey with Dudley. That's just what it is, man. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> okay? I love that. I like it. No, yeah. I'll get you... I mean, I'm not a... I, by no means am I a certified trainer or anything, but I'm going to get you, I'm going to steal some, uh, some movements and things that my trainers that trained me and prepared me for the Olympics. And, you know, it's funny because when you look at the Olympic events and stuff where people are like, man, technology hasn't changed that much, but people continue to get better. And it's a lot of these movements that it's allowing, you know, there's a lot more education. There's a lot more funding and finding ways to maximize our bodies and, you know, it's amazing. I mean, Benny's probably the first one to tell you of the two trips he's been on of just kind of uh, the the mental aspect and then the physical aspect just to be successful on one of these trips. It's like when you talk to him about this, and if you guys come out this week, you'll get a chance to do that. I mean, these are like adventures, man. Like I thought when he called me, I was like, dude, I've been living vicariously through your Instagram. <laughs> I wake up every morning, I'm like, he's still alive. Adam, we're good. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's where that's where I think a lot of uh, you know your followers on Knock On Nation are going to start going because it, it is uh, it can it can really expand your mind and have a lot of fun with bow hunting and well, especially with bow hunting. Like here's what I in in New Zealand especially and in in Nepal, both those two trips, people just don't use bows. I mean, there's just I mean, there's a kind of like a burgeoning culture in, in New Zealand where people are starting to realize bow hunting is a good thing. But in those two places, they don't use bows, and especially New Zealand, the fact that Green Tree and I had bows was like the we were just champions. We were like Vikings. They're like, oh, these guys have bows, so they must be like super hunters. To us, it was like, hey, this is kind of yeah, we do what we want to do. So I mean, to get into that country where these animals live and even get close to them is is like 99% of the battle. The other That's one, all public is, land, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, where we were was all public land. And flinging an arrow is like the last thing you're thinking about. And when you're, <laughs> I mean, I live in Texas. You're sitting in a blind and looking at a feeder and the deer walks up. You're not like getting to the deer. It's not, it's not 99% of the battle. No. 99% of the battle is shooting the deer, getting a good, good shot and a clean kill. And on these adventure trips where you're going across the world to climb up a mountain. I mean, it is, it is very singularly 
I got to the animal. Now the you know letting the arrow fly is like the last thing you're worried about. You're just trying not to die. <laughs> I think that's why it was so fun to follow you guys. You know, as yeah. you guys did these Insta stories, it's kind of fun to watch because you just like the kill is not anything a part of it. It's like how you guys got there, and then you're shit-eating grin on your face when you kill it. You're like, you're like 25,000 feet, you're barely breathing, and you're like oh. trying to do a hero shot. Yeah, and you're just trying not to fall off the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, the chamois that I, I missed, I missed the chamois on, like, the third or fourth day we were there. I, that was the happiest I've ever been hunting, missing the chamois. Like, we helicoptered into this basin, climbed up, I don't know how far we climbed, 2,000 more feet, into this, like, alpine valley that you couldn't even imagine. And then got into these chamois. This chamois, I was laying down in this grass. This buck chamois pops up at like 10 feet. I stand up to draw. It spooks, runs down. I didn't have time to adjust my sight. I'm like, he was at like 42 yards. I'm like, I think he's at 30. I'm not real sure. So I just, just quickly turned my sight, let an arrow fly. And he, and he was kind of straight under me. And the arrow just zipped right over his back. And literally went off the edge of the mountain into the abyss, like <laughs> like 2,000 feet. Do down. you see my nocturne? Oh! <laughs> yeah. Gone. Uh, yeah. So that feeling, I turned around and looked at our guide and just smiled. I was like, that was awesome. The fact that I got to this animal and missed it was the best thing I ever did, because it was just getting an arrow, letting an arrow loose in an animal like that was was awesome. So you kind of get some perspective in like what's important and what's not and stuff like that. I think. Well, all those trips look awesome. I, I, I'm always in a like I'm in a catching point of, do I? How much of that stuff do I really show? Like Adam, Adam shows it, and I, I'm totally interested watching it. But then again, I've kind of got this weird feeling when I'm at those places, and I'm you know like when I was in BC, what? Well, I didn't have much of a signal, but I was kind of sitting there thinking, how much of this stuff do people really want to see? You know. It's a it's a weird catch twenty two. It's the cool factor is really high when you're you know especially when you're in some of those backcountry hunts, um, and you're. I think the hunting community is finally in a position now where they're starting to really want to to see the whole picture of what that experience is like, not just the trophy photos. Like there's way more tr- there's way less trophy photos and way more experience photos showing up which i really enjoy and i appreciate i mean i like to uh you know i like to to post some trophy photos if there's relevance to it um you know i posted one yesterday but i also kind of just wanted to make a toast with my post um it was a toast post and uh but i i really like that aspect of of the hunt because some of the funnest times for me, and I'm sure we're going to have this this weekend, you know, it's not just the shot part. It's the part of someone doing something that that they screw up or someone forgetting to pack their underwear and they're seven days in with bad underwear and you're laughing about that or whatever it is. It's not normally the shot that's the moment that really is what you talk about as friends. You know, when I talk about hunts that I had – um with Ben, like for my turkey hunt that I had with Ben when you came here, obviously we're not going to talk about your shot. <laughs> not, to, not to throw. That would be weird to think I just missed everything. <laughs> you know, there was. Jammy, yeah. Gobbler. Yeah. 
There's so yeah, much. Whatever, uh, I'll take it. That's why you're signed up for the clinic right away. Yeah, I'll take whatever <laughs> reputation I can get. I guess <laughs> the guy that the guy that misses. Well, no, it's uh, there's just so much more to it than that, and you know, it's it's cool that that's that that's finally getting out because I think it's a better message for hunting as a community, but also I feel like. Um, you know, I feel like it's all part of this big equation where I think there's a really big movement right now. There's a movement on people wanting to be better with their bows. There's a movement with people wanting to be better as, you know, hunting athletes to where they're going on a hunt, they're prepared, and they really love, you know, one quote that, one, one thing that I've heard um, years ago was, you know, to always, to always be, more passionate about the process than you are about the prize. And I've always been that way. I mean, when it comes to, um, you know, my actual, my actual makeup and how I'm kind of comprised and put together. And I don't know if you were this way, um, Brennan as an athlete as well, but I was very task oriented. I wasn't like, I wasn't, I, w- I was task driven, not ego driven. I did. I wasn't really um, there for necessarily the reward at the end. I just really loved training. Um, I just really liked the challenge of being at my best and then putting it to a test in an event. Um, but you know, and the reason why I never personally um, in the archery format, the reason why I never really pursued um, the Olympics from an archery standpoint is because. You know, with archery, it comes down to, you know, you've got, you've got one match and there's four years of training. There's really not, there's really not, um, income, income derivative careers in the archery aspect of being an Olympian. There's very few Olympian archers that are, you know, that are really able to have a financial career if they're not winning a gold medal that particular year. And it's four years for one moment, whereas, on the compound archery side, you know, I was able to, I could compete in probably 30 big events throughout the year and then also really enjoy it as a bow hunter. Um, so I felt like there was just way more opportunity for, um, for the training aspect and really having something to shoot for. Um, but I just really loved, I love that task and I loved, you know, I just love the process. And I think that there's a lot of bow hunters right now that are enjoying that process. They're doing, you know, they're doing like the train to hunt events. You know, there's a lot more people instead of doing the Reinhardt 100, they're doing, you know, they're doing the training type archery events where they're at, where they're putting their fitness to the test as well as their shooting ability. And I think that's really where we're at as a hunting community is, you know, we're becoming hunt hunt athletes not necessarily just you know people that go out and whack something and throw it in the back of the pickup truck and take a picture of it with its tongue hanging out you know yeah i think that i mean just from the archery shop standpoint i mean you know when you get in when you get into that world with all those people it's like you want to hear their story because you don't want to if let's be honest in bow hunting if it can go wrong it's going to go wrong right and so that, what I, when you talk about like sharing the stories about the process all the time, we get that all the time at the archery shop. People come in and we want to hear about it because ultimately there's a mistake that they made or something happened. And if we can learn from their experience, and that's what I think is the, it's kind of the camaraderie side behind the community of bow hunting in the sense is that they, 
you know, they, they share these stories in hopes that you can be successful with their mess up or makeup. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I tell a story about one of the biggest bucks I ever missed where my bottom limb hit the, the, um, the platform to the, to the tree stand. And this deer is at seven yards. I mean, and I'm, and like, it sounds like a 20, 20 gauge goes off in my hand and then he bumps out to about 30 and I'm standing there with a busted bow. And I'm just like, I tell that story to every single kid or person that comes in the shop because it really helps them kind of learn about the process. And I hope that when, when they draw back on a bow, they look at their bottom limb before they let go. I mean, you know, and so I think that's like, uh, you know, when you talk about how tight knit community this is and how fun it is, it's like we share these experiences with each other in hopes to be better. And, and that's, that's parallel with any kind of sport you grew up with. I mean, from the swimming side of it, same thing, man. You, you see that, you know, you'd be like, hey, don't do this. It's not going to work for you before you go into a final of an Olympics. And they're like, all right, cool. You know, and, and you kind of work together. And you're starting to see more of that kind of sharing on social media and at the events that I've been to, and especially in the shop. I'm telling the kids that, or people that come in the shop, I'm like, hey, man, good luck this weekend, but get your butt back in here this week. I want to hear how you did, and I want to know how it went. And that's, yeah. you know, I find myself having that kind of conversation with my hunting buddies because it, uh, and, and it helps to make me a better bow hunter. Yeah, and no, I think on my side, too, like, everybody has an Instagram or a Facebook page. Most everyone at least. Or Twitter or wherever you're at. And it's incumbent upon all of everybody that hunts, just tell your story. Like don't don't tell the abridged version of your story. Just tell your story. Like it, and that's gonna make that's gonna educate people, man. And especially in the case of somebody that's ignorant to hunting or doesn't understand it or doesn't get it. If you're just presenting a picture to you and dead stuff all the time or even in in a case where you're you've got a certain type of hunting you do. If you're just picturing you with a bow strapped in your back climbing a mountain every time, that's not it. That's not the whole story. I mean, there's preparation, there's training, there's misses, there's hits, there's, you know, plunking one in the guts and having to track it overnight and being stressed <laughs> out overnight. Like, there's all those things. Yeah, and it's what's cool is that it's like it can happen to anyone. You know, yeah. you could be the best archer in the world and hit a limb or something. You know what I mean? It's just like that they're... It doesn't, the, the sport of bowing, I don't think, or archery in that sense, doesn't really pick and choose. Yeah. You just try to be as prepared as you can be so that when it goes wrong, you still have an opportunity or at least the odds are in your favor. Well, when we were out there turkey hunting, Dudley, uh, Thorsten was out there from Atlantic Records, and he's awesome. How old was Thorsten? Like in his 50s, maybe? Uh, yeah, since 50-ish. Oh, yeah. yeah, where did he come from? We don't want to overage. <laughs> Yeah, we'll say he's in his 40s. Well, he's in he, Germany. I mean, he's, per, I think he's, I forgot what he told me, but he said something about like he had lost track of how many concerts he's gone to in his life. And I, we lose you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got, we got you. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, I was gonna say he's um he's been to like thousands of series, and I guess anyone who's done that that much, who knows what his age is? He could be way young. He could be thirty and look fifty, <laughs> or he could be seventy. Well, and some of the stuff he's tried there is actually, and he's and he's you know he's much older than what he appears. It's hard to know, but he's uh. uh He's definitely a gem. He's a one of a kind, I think. Well, and I, we, I got in the truck when you guys when it, uh, it picked me up from the airport. We're rolling into the thing, and he had shot the turkey the, the day before. It's his first hunt, and he's lived a long, 
successful life in a lot of areas. And he, you know, follows a bunch of people on Instagram, and, and that's how he kind of took in hunting, followed Dudley. And he was like, in his German accent, just saying, like, nobody ever showed me that you could miss something or wound something. Like, nobody ever showed me how to act or told me that this was possible. And I shot this turkey, and it ran off, and I thought, oh, my God, I shot this thing, and it's going to suffer. And um, him and I just talked through that, and I was like, look, that, that part of part of bow hunting is understanding that fact, but always know that you do what you learn from it, and you move on. But luckily, he killed, and he did better than I did on that hunt. So, like, it's just anything can happen to anyone at any time. And that's the beauty of bow hunting, but also sometimes the danger of it, so... I think you just tell your story all the way through from from the beginning to the end. And if you do that, then you're going to always be all right. And somebody like Thorsten, who's just getting into hunting, will see the full true story and go into it with eyes open and understand, like, what it really is. So I think that's actually pretty powerful. I've talked about that a lot, about the future of hunting. Yeah, that's I do. We got, we're going to, like, there's a... Um, a girl from uh, Pennsylvania that's going to fly down and take on with us on Saturday morning. Her name's Brittany Hickey, and she's going to – she's uh, she's never really been in Texas or hunted pigs before, and so she's going to get this opportunity. So we got some newbies on that pig hunt. And, man, I'll tell you, if you can get jazzed and excited about your own hunt, but I get – like all the guys that I hunt with now, we get more excited about when somebody else kills something or is successful on a hunt than when I, when I come home back to camp with something, you know. So – it is. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun Saturday morning to see those guys uh, get out there and and kind of get get their hands dirty and see how they interact. And I'm sure there'll be a story for us to tell. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Of whether it's a I new hope or so. a bad one, we will tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for sure. Yeah, I'm that way too. I actually had a um, when I flew out to California and hunted with with Joe. Uh, I told him. I said you know, he was like, well, you know, I'm going to go out and I'll hunt. And if, you know, if you want to go out too. And I said, man, I'm just totally happy. I want to, I want to be there when you experience some of this stuff. Um, you know, some of it he's experiencing for the first time and it's no different than, you know, when I took Harry, you know, for his first year, there's, there's this excitement level that, you know, once the more and more you do it, you almost lose a little bit of that but you want to relive it. It's kind of like, it's just like Christmas. You know, I remember as a kid how crazy excited I was for Santa. And then I know that it kind of started to fade. But then once you're an adult and you've got a kid and you see that same crazy excitement that they have for Santa, then it's like, okay, I want to be in that moment. And you want to be there for them. You're not really wanting to be there for you. And I had kind of made the comment. I said, you know, on some of this stuff, there's certain animals that I shoot where it's, I really put everything I've got into it, especially with some of the mature whitetails that I, you know, that I'm really passionate about. Um, but there's also times where it's, you know, I almost wish I could, I wish I could um, enjoy the meat or I wish I could, you know, kind of have that one-on-one -on -one experience. And once the hunt's over, like, I don't know, maybe, Maybe be you know sometimes I wish for the trophy animals that I shoot I almost wish I could just dart them and then like bring them back so that I could have that challenge all over again because some of the bucks that I've that I shoot people don't realize that that was like a four year thing 
you know, this past year when I shot this veteran buck, it was the first first mature buck I ever got a picture of um, here where I hunt in Iowa. And, you know, that was seven years ago. Um, so, I mean, it was four years of wanting to see that buck. And this was the first time I had ever seen him on the hoof the day that I got him. And, you know, sometimes when you're, when you have that type of a challenge and you finally like make it happen, um, you know, I think, I think you don't want it to be over with. You want it to keep going, but, uh, I don't know. I know you guys have the, uh, the Yeti conference room is going to be getting, it's it's got to get taken over. The mariachi here. band is out front, man. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you guys, uh, you guys can can go ahead and hang up. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm gonna recap. Hey, Doug, what... real fast, yeah. real fast. Just for this graduation time, I do want to throw out that archery country is gonna be any graduate that comes into archery country with their diploma. We're gonna give them ten percent off their entire order. Or whatever they buy and it doesn't go with just bows or new bows anything in the shop uh, we want to kind of celebrate those uh, graduates because it is this time of year and so that's going to be probably for the next two weeks we're going to offer that and i think it um well deserved for all those people out there that have worked hard to get their education and whatnot yeah well, i'll bring harry's diploma with me and try to use it <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get you one full metal jacket yeah man <laughs> all right and on the yeti side and for me man we just appreciate all the the knock on nation if you guys come out we'll take care of you man it's going to be fun we uh we'll try to get dudley down this way as much as possible and yeah and see you guys yeah. wherever we can but it's going to be a good weekend so take it out if you can i didn't like brennan saying it was a once in a lifetime thing it made me feel like i wasn't going to get invited back <laughs> I said it feels like one, man. It feels like one. I mean, it could be like the first time. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys go. I'm going to wrap up this podcast and kind of uh, go back over everything that's going to be happening in Austin next weekend. Make sure if you're in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, New Mexico, you guys, you're close enough to get there. So get there. And uh, we're going to have a good time. But, hey, you guys are awesome. I'll see you in a week. Looking forward to it. Uh, give the mariachi band a high five on your way out. And uh, <laughs> make sure you stay erect and giraffe-like on those downhill stairs, Ben, at the office. <laughs> well, Felice Navidad does it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Later, man. Yep. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. knockonarchery.com.